Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. I minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church right here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also your Drive Time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. And uh, it is fantastic uh, to be able to be with you uh, today. Look, guys, I'd love uh, to have you join us. Uh, If you'd like to actually share a a positive thought, maybe a comment on one of the issues we're discussing, if you'd just simply like to say hello to us, uh, you can do that by texting us. Now, our studio text number is 04888. 80811 04888811 why not actually put that under your phone just list it under drive time and then you can send a text in uh, whenever you uh, you lo- you like now of course if you don't have the faith fm app uh, on your your phone you can actually get that from your favorite app store uh, just uh, go to your favorite app store all you need to do is uh, type in faith fm australia uh, you need that word australia there otherwise you'll get uh, one of the American versions and uh, you want Australian voices not uh, American uh, voices. Uh, so if you'd like uh, that uh, that particular app and then wherever you go uh, you can get perfect reception uh, whatever uh, your situation, whether you're in the car, whether you're outside the metropolitan area, so long as you can get internet connection, uh, you can get perfect reception from Faith FM. Uh, we'd love uh, to have you uh, join with us uh, continually. Uh, now, now, folks, this week uh, we're looking at the subject, how compatible is Christianity with Halloween? Uh, now, of course, uh, this this uh, just this coming uh, week weekend, I, I think it is, we've got Halloween uh, coming again. It's all in the shops. Uh, it's uh, in the newspapers. Uh, the advertising is out. Uh, so we're just simply wanting to look at this issue, how compatible is Christianity with Halloween? Halloween. Uh, yesterday, uh, we took a little look at the history of Halloween. Uh, today, we're wanting to ask Christianity and Halloween, are they compatible? Uh, well, I believe this will be a, 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 a program that you will long remember. I believe you'll greatly appreciate uh, all that we share today. Uh, now, of course, uh, today our co-host is uh, Pastor Marty Thompson, and Marty is the, the pastor for the Grace Adventist Centre and the Sterling Adventist Church here in uh, here in Adelaide. He's also a trainer for uh, small groups right through South Australia, and he does a fantastic job. Uh, welcome to you, Marty. Pastor Gary, what a pleasure to be here today. Wonderful. It is certainly on. I cannot, cannot believe that we are getting so close to the end of the year you know the countdown to the end of the year is really on already yeah it absolutely is it's crazy how fast things go when you get to these last few months of the year and christmas is just around the corner and kids are getting excited about visiting you know visiting family and um and yeah it's exciting it is great yeah i've actually had to start putting some end of year preparations in place just today because i suddenly realized that uh, about six weeks time uh, we're going to have uh, holidays uh, people are going to start wanting to disappear on holidays and uh, we're going 
going to start to, to lose um, a lot of our our teams. I know at our our church we're uh, losing quite a number of people over the Christmas period as they as they travel, and uh, so we're having to to plan you know plan around that. But the countdown is certainly on. But look, let's come to our uh, World Watch uh, segment, and uh, today I uh, I just want to bring to you uh, Marty a a movie that uh, is going to be released in America just in two days time I believe it is and of course if it's released in America it means it's also going to be uh, released here in Australia a short time after. Now uh, this one uh, actually deals with near death experiences. Now uh, this is what the uh, the advertising for the film actually says. It's, it's entitled A New Film After Death uh, is the title. Explores stories of people who have visited heaven and come back. Now, when I read that, I thought, wow, this is uh, something that, uh, you know, I must dig a little more into, into this particular subject. Uh, and, uh, this is, this is what the article shared. Don Piper was once skeptical of near death experiences. He didn't believe people could taste the fruit of heaven and come back. That is until he faced his own near death experience back in 1989. Uh, he says, I would have counted myself amongst them, frankly, he said. Now, speaking of the skeptic, a piper was involved in a horrific car crash more than three decades ago and was declared dead by paramedics on the scene. For the next 90 minutes, he visited heaven, uh, talked to deceased loved ones, even saw angels. It wasn't until a man at the crash scene of the crash prayed for Piper that he was revived. Piper's story is one of the several near-death experiences that are retold in the new Angel Studios film, After Death, which opens in theatres, now this is in America, October 27. It will come out here just a short time after. In the first theatrical movie for Angel Studios since its summer blockbuster, Sound of Freedom, shocked Hollywood. This movie is a get-people-into-heaven movie. Piper told Christian Headlines about his goal for the film. At the very least, it's a conversation starter, but at the very most, uh, it's somebody's first step into the glory of God. Piper is author of numerous books, including the bestseller 90 Minutes in Heaven, which itself was made into a film of the same name. At the time of the crash, he was driving from a pastor's conference back to his church, it was a rainy, cold day, he said. I was crossing a rural, narrow bridge, and the tractor-trailer truck crossed the centre line and hit me head-on in a horrific collision, Piper said. Two other vehicles besides the truck and myself were involved, so it was just a horrific accident. Miraculously, everyone else was okay. I was not. I was killed instantly and was treated by four paramedics and a state trooper who worked uh, at the accident. In spite of their best efforts to resuscitate me, they were unsuccessful. I was pronounced by those paramedics dead on the scene, body covered up with a waterproof tarp, and they were waiting for a medical examiner to come in and do the investigation so they could take me away. At the exact moment of the car crash, Piper said, he went to heaven. I was standing at the gates of heaven, he said. At least one of them, uh, there are twelve according to Revelation, and I was at one, and I was surrounded by people I had known and loved in life and had preceded me in death. Uh, if you want to look great, 
Heaven is where you want to be, he said. They look great. Back on the bridge, I look terrible. A piper remembers heaven vividly, he said. The music is beyond any music we've ever heard. Not just the quality of the music, but the quantity. For instance, I heard thousands of songs at the same time in heaven. They were symbiotic. They didn't clash with each other. Quite the contrary, they complemented each other. You could distinguish each one of them with your heavenly ears. Above Piper in heaven, he said, there were angels. I don't even know how many, but there were different sizes, shapes, and different numbers of wings. There were angels without wings. The incident took place around 11.45 at one thirty. An employee, an attendee of the conference who had encountered the crash, stopped and prayed for Piper at one thirty. He's singing the great old hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, and I start singing it with him, and I was back. Unaware of what had happened to me, I didn't know anything about the accident. All total, uh, all in, in total, he was in hospital for 13 months had, and had 34 operations. He was given rehab for three years. Now, uh, Marty, this to me, I mean, this uh, this week, one of the things we're actually talking about, of course, is, is Halloween. One of the things we're going to be talking about on one of our days is is the supernatural. Uh, now, uh, we've got a new film that's uh, being released, and of course, if you look at the uh, media on television, the supernatural is being utilised just more and more as a theme uh, that is really being being pushed upon us. Now, Marty, look, how do you react to the, I suppose, the thesis behind this film? You know, I mean, I mean, do the scriptures have anything to say about this subject of death? Yeah, absolutely. Pastor Gary, and this is a great question to wrestle with because here we have a seemingly um, very powerful testimony of someone and, and yet the testimony of the that they're sharing appears to contradict the very clear, plain teachings of the Bible. You see, in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 5, it says, For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. And they have no more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. Also their love, their hatred, their and their envy have now perished. Never more will they have a share in anything done under the sun. So according to the Bible, if you die... You don't know anything. It's impossible mm. to, to know anything. Mm. The other very interesting thing is in the book of Acts, we actually have an account where the apostle Peter is preaching. It's the day of Pentecost. And what Peter says regarding the uh, patriarch David is very noteworthy. Mm. He says in verse 29, this is Acts chapter 2 and verse 29, he says, Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. He continues in verse 34 and makes this remarkable statement. Mm. For David did not ascend into the heavens. And so, according to the Bible, it's very clear that at death, we don't know anything. Yeah. Um, the Bible uses the word sleep to describe death more than 60 times throughout yeah. the Bible in yeah. 17 different books of the Bible. This is a major theme of the Bible. Mm. And the Bible even records the patriarch David, who certainly will be in heaven one day, indeed, indeed. but is not there yet. He didn't die and go straight to heaven. Now, this idea of, uh, you know, 
to, to understand this, it really deserves a full length program and Bible mm-hmm. study. Yeah. But there are so many verses. If, 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 if you were to look up in your Bible references to, um, sleep, Mm-hmm. For example, and death, you see there are so many examples of where Jesus himself refers to death as a sleep. Um, of course, you know, we have the story of Lazarus rising from the dead, and there's no account that Lazarus gives of what heaven was like or anything of that nature um, in the Bible. The only vision, the only way we know what heaven is like is from visions that were given to people like the Apostle John, for indeed, example. Indeed. So, Essentially, we're, we're confronted with the situation here where there's a testimony that conflicts with the testimony of Scripture. And if I'm going to put my um, belief somewhere, I'm always going to put it on the Bible, what mm. the Bible says. Because yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Pastor Gary, I have heard of such experiences very similar to this one that were, you know, they made lots of money, they, you know, books and things written over it. And then later on, it all turns out to be a fabrication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's sad that, unfortunately, we live in a world where people do actually make up things uh, because there can be material gain associated with it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not necessarily saying that that's the case in this particular point, but the thing that I suppose I'm just really, really conscious of here, here, Marty, uh, is that uh, we do live in a world where uh, the scriptures certainly speak of supernatural forces. There are certainly the supernatural forces of uh, of good, but there is also a supernatural force of evil. Now, this is something that we are actually going to dig into the issue of the supernatural tomorrow because I believe this is really, really important because I'm just so conscious that it's not just this movie that is dealing with the supernatural, but certainly those who uh, frequent the, the movie, the uh, the media of today and spend a lot of time on the media, uh, they're certainly most are being force-fed almost uh, this understanding of a belief in uh, the supernatural. Mm. Something is going on according to the word of God that uh, certainly the contemporary secular person today uh, doesn't actually recognize. Yeah. I mean, we we have to recognize that that Jesus said that in the last days, he said, there will be false Christs and false prophets who will show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. And so who are the elect? The elect are those who know their Bibles. The elect are those who are Christians. The elect are those who are preparing for Jesus to come. Therefore, that we cannot expect that the deceptions of the enemy are just going to be, you know, easy um, deceptions to kind of pick and say, oh, you know, easy, can quickly, easy give an answer to that. No, they will be incredibly convincing. And I would appeal to anyone listening to our program, honestly, Pastor Gary, to to not go and watch this film. Yeah. Go to your Bible. If you want to see what is truth, go to your Bible. Because sometimes even going to such a program out of curiosity can plant seeds in our minds that uh you know that the devil can use and and I just think in in I'm I'm just I'm just being a bit black and white pastor Gary today. Oh. And and I think honestly, we shouldn't um we certainly don't go to Hollywood and movies in order to find truth. If that's where you're going to find truth, you're looking in the wrong place. Yeah. The best place to look is the Word 
of the living God. Yeah, I think you're 100% correct. And Marty, I really appreciate the fact that you are being black and white because on this particular subject, I don't believe we've got any other choice. I know I can well remember saying to my own children when they were growing up, I said, look, I, I know you'll make your mistakes in life, but there are some things you are, you must not touch. And, uh, this, this whole issue of, you know, horror, the horror genre, the, uh, the supernatural genre, uh, these are incredible traps that uh, can actually suck you right in and uh, certainly my warning to to those I've spoken to is have nothing to do with uh, with this type of genre yeah and that is that is such such good counsel and it just it just has tweaked in my mind at least pastor gary that isn't it fascinating that this particular movie about after death promoting the idea of you know of the spirit and soul kind of living on after death which is a totally contrary teaching to the bible um that it's actually going this movie is being released right on cue right near the timing of halloween yeah, yeah. and is that by accident i don't i don't think so yeah yeah i i really appreciate what you're saying do you know i think there's a reason why uh christ talking to his disciples in john chapter 5 simply said this do not marvel at this for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice as some will come forth those who have done good to the resurrection of life those who've done evil to the resurrection of condemnation uh, you know to me christ who here's an incredibly powerful statement to me because he speaks about those who are in their graves. Yeah. You know, what happens when a person dies? You know, the people we write on uh, RIP, rest in peace, because yeah. that's actually the biblical teaching. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace uh, until the day when Jesus is going to come yeah. again. Uh, I, I would just encourage people to stay right away from this whole area of the supernatural. But we're going to dig into this subject uh, tomorrow. Uh, I believe you'll greatly appreciate it. But guys, look, let's come to some uh, music uh, right now. Uh, this is the Cluster Pickers, and uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, song is "Lily of the Valley," and uh, I believe you'll really enjoy it. It's a little bit of uh, of, um, of bluegrass, uh, so uh, please uh, please enjoy. i 
was uh, the Cluster Pickers and uh, they've been singing the Lily of the Valley. Uh, do you remember that uh, that song from uh, from years ago? Those of you who are my age uh, well may remember it. Uh, those of you who are younger, maybe brand new to you, but it's a song worth uh, picking uh, picking up. Uh, now, folks, uh, we do have a giveaway for you today and this this is a book that I, I think is our premier uh, book. This is actually the uh, Gift Bible, the New King James Version Gift Bible with Mark Finley helps. Now, this is a, this is a quality Bible. It's a New King James Bible and it's the, the perfect Bible if you want to dig into, uh, the, uh, the Word of God. Now, the really beautiful thing about, uh, this particular Bible, uh, it is the full Bible from Genesis through to, through to Revelation. Uh, in the back of, uh, this Bible, uh, we have Mark Finley Bible Study Help. So if you want to look at the subject of the, the supernatural, uh, which is something that we're actually going to be looking at uh, tomorrow and to some extent today as well, then all you need to do is to come to the Bible, turn to uh, the very back. You've got uh, Mark Finley's Bible Study Helps there on virtually any subject that you uh, that, that you like, and he'll guide you through uh, the Word of God on, uh, on these particular subjects. If you want to understand salvation, if you want to understand the second coming of Jesus Christ, if uh, you want to understand issues to do with depression, if you want to understand issues to do deal with health um, they are all in the back of uh, of this particular bible now guys if you would like and we had a really great response to this yesterday this is a very popular uh, giveaway uh, as you would expect now uh, look guys if you would like the new king james version gift bible with mark finley helps in the back it's a black hardcover uh, bible uh, then all you need to do is to text us now our studio text number is 04 888 and the code you need to put in is SA141 SA141 that's five digits in a row there's no need to um, uh, to uh, separate the SA and the 141 because that makes it very hard for our robot. Uh, we have a robot, we call him Faithful, and he does a marvellous job. As soon as he gets your code, SA141, he'll contact you, ask you for a little bit of information uh, so that we can get this uh, Bible to you in the fastest uh, way possible. So that code again is SA141, and that uh, text number is 043. 888811 04 uh, you will love this particular Bible. Now, guys, if you want to maybe in the new year uh, read through the New Testament, uh, if you want to read through the, the entire Scriptures, why not do it with a brand-new Bible? No need to go to uh, to Kurong and, uh, and buy a brand-new Bible. We're giving them away today. We'd love to have you um, come and uh, uh, and ask for this Bible. Uh, 
So that number again is 04888-80811 and the code is SA14041. Now, friends, you are listening to uh, Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. And today our co-host is Marty Thompson, who passes the Grace and Sterling uh, Seventh-day Adventist Churches right here in Adelaide. And it's this week we're looking at uh, that uh, that question, um, how compatible is Christianity with Halloween? Now, Marty, uh, last uh, Sunday, I was actually reading the uh, the Sunday newspaper and uh, I actually came across an, an article here uh, that, uh, to me, uh, really, um, really spoke loudly to me. In fact, it was, you know, towards the front of the paper, almost an entire page uh, was occupied uh, with this um, with this particular article. Uh, but it was entitled Spooky Spend is on the rise. Halloween trend surges. Now, this is what uh, uh, what this article uh, said, or just the, the commencement of it. The nation's diehard Halloweenies uh, aren't letting a little thing like cost of living squeeze frighten them off celebrating this year's event. National research reveals that more Australians are planning on celebrating the spooky event this year, and what's more, they're happy to spend more uh, than they've done in the past, in fact, it's tipped that $60 million more will be spent on Halloween uh, in 2023 compared to last year. The insights by the Australian Retailers Association, in collaboration with market research company Roy Morgan, show 300,000 more Australians are planning to celebrate this October 31. In total, 5.3 million Australians will celebrate Halloween in 2023, uh, with spending forecast to reach 490 million, up 14%, or $60 million, it finds. It's projected that the average spend for each person will be $93, which is $7, or 8.1%, more than last year. The ARA Chief Executive, Paul Zahara, uh, said that the increased spend uh, in the face of cost of living pressures demonstrated the growing popularity of the, uh, of the tradition. Halloween is now a global phenomena. It's a fantastic opportunity for families to have fun and get creative, uh, to go costume shopping, give the home an eerie makeover or host a party. It's a great chance to partake in some spooky silliness uh, during this challenging economic period, Mr. Zahara said. Now, Marty, is this just spooky silliness? Or is there more to this? I mean, yesterday we looked a little bit at the, some of the history, um, but, uh, you know, I mean, is this something that, you know, I mean, can Christianity get behind it? Yeah, it's a great question, Pastor Gary. And yeah, we did dig into the history of this a little bit yesterday. And, um, you know, one of the key points that we actually pointed out is that even, even to this very day, um, you've got the advocates of Wicca. Now, the advocates of Wicca, that's the network of practicing witches. This is basically Wicca is the official religion of witchcraft. And they believe that October 31st marks the time when the separation between the spiritual and physical realms is the thinnest. 
In other words, they say that Halloween is the best time to try and interact with the supernatural realm. Now, that in and of itself should raise our, you know, that should raise our eyebrows. We should be looking and saying, if if witches, if the official religion of witchcraft recognizes October 31 as the best time to connect with the supernatural realm, this is not just something that is, you know, child play. This is uh, this is something incredibly serious. This is in- something incredibly dangerous. In fact, we also I also read out yesterday that uh, Anton Lavi, author of the Satanic Bible and high priest of the Church of Satan, actually says that Satanists consider Halloween the most important day of the year. He says that on this night, satanic, occult, and witchcraft power are at their highest potency level and that any witch or occultist who has been having difficulty with a spell or curse can usually achieve success on October 31st because Satan and his powers are at their best that night. And why would Satan have so much power on that particular night? Well, you know, the Bible t- seems to indicate to me that the devil only has power when he's got someone to work through. Mm. You see, when the Bible describes the time of the millennium, this is the time after Jesus has come to this earth, the earth has essentially been destroyed and God takes his people back home and you read in Revelation 20 that the devil is bound to this barren, desolate earth and what can he do? He can do nothing. Mm, Except he can work through um, some medium. That's exactly right. So the devil is essentially powerless unless he has something or someone to work through. Why would the devil's power be so high on October 31? Because many, many people unwittingly Mm-hmm. Now this is the, this is the interesting thing Pastor Gary. You know, the Bible indicates that in order to be saved, we actually have to make a conscious choice. Mm-hmm. But to, but in other words, to follow Christ requires a conscious choice. But that is not the case when it comes to being on the devil's side. The devil doesn't mind whether people follow him from a conscious choice or whether they do it unwittingly yeah. or they do it um, out of fear or out of compulsion or whatever the reason. As long as they do what he wants them to do, he doesn't mind. Indeed. And so is it possible that by participating, and Christians in particular who know, who should know the Bible, um, by participating in such an event, they're actually opening, I believe, opening the door wide open for Satan to basically smile at, at what he's seeing and rub his hands together and say, well, look what we have here. And you know, Marty, uh, if you if you like, to me, this is not dissimilar to that host. And I've already mentioned mentioned this, but the uh, the host of media presentations that are increasingly being pushed on us through our screens, dealing with the supernatural. Why is there suddenly a huge influx uh, both in uh, media and also in Halloween? Certainly, Halloween in Australia was something that was a an American tradition. 
tradition, uh, certainly when I grew up as a, as a young person, but there was nobody in Australia that would actually uh, pick it up at all. It wasn't even presented in the shops. And yet uh, today it's being picked up. You know, how closely can it be linked to uh, the increase in, uh, in supernatural emphasis uh, in the commercial media? Yeah, that's a very good point, Pastor Gary. We, we are seeing a trend in which the occult, psychic, spirit mediums, all of these types of things are becoming much more mainstream. Yeah. Books, magazines, television programs, you know, movies, all of these things are selling by the multi-multi, I would say not even, not only millions, but billions. Mm. I mean, it's 12.2 billion being spent on Halloween in America. This wow. year. That's what they're projecting. $12.2 billion in America on Halloween this year. And when year. you actually realize that at the present time we're hearing of the, you know, the financial challenges that so many people are actually facing, you know, could it be that, you know, we've got people who are actually struggling uh, to, uh, to make ends meet who just feel uh, forced by their children? They don't want their children to miss out on what they see as something Good. Well, that's right. Yeah. And, and if you're watching, you know, programs where there is spell casting, where there is sorcery, if you're reading books and children, and if children are reading books where this type of thing is happening, if they're playing computer games where these kinds of things are happening, there's spells. Well, you know, what's, what's to stop them being involved in, in Halloween? So the, so the issue is, yeah. So what we're, I guess talking about here is not just one a one-off event. Yeah. We're talking about a a shift in culture that is opening the door wider and wider to to spiritualism. And um you know it's interesting, you know, it's important to look at what what God says about some of these things, yeah, you know. Yeah, now, yeah. now now I'll read this text in Deuteronomy chapter 18 we'll make and, and make some comments. So Deuteronomy 18 God is speaking to his Just people. Just give us the context on this passage first, yeah. because I think the context is important on this one. Yeah, so, so God's people were going to inherit the land of Canaan. Okay. And this was the ancient Israelites. The land of Canaan was the promised land. And before they went into this land, God gave them some very specific instructions. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons, he talks about some of the practices of the Canaanites. Now, mm-hmm. to this day, if you, you know, if you were to go and visit, for example, Petra, Mm-hmm. Petra over in Jordan and um, you were to go and have a look you can go up to the higher places there and you can see that you know a, a, an incredible view of, of this ancient city but of course those higher places in ancient times were not used for a, for a viewing platform these higher places were used for animal but also human sacrifice indeed indeed and these pagan practices, um, actually, this is what used to happen on the 31st of October back in the Celtic pagan regions with the Druids. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of idea is what God warned about. And what he said here, God says, There shall not be found among you, among God's people, anyone who makes his son or daughter pass through the fire. So that's child sacrifice. Or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. Then God says, for all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord, and because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord 
your God. So God warns about all this kind of spiritualistic uh, activity, um, whether it is witchcraft, whether it is sorcery, whether it is obviously child sacrifice, um, whether it is communication with the dead, all of these types of activities are grouped together in the Bible, and God uses incredibly strong language. He used the word abomination to describe mm. these types of practices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, someone might 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 say, well, you know, you know, isn't that isn't that a bit tough? You know, we're we're comparing this with you know dressing up in a costume and all that kind of thing. You know, certainly dressing up in a costume is not the same level as this, but it's it's essentially you know making fun of very serious themes that the Bible gives strong warnings about. Mm. I mean, you know, the Bible talks about you know you shall not murder. You know, how how would we? You know, I'm, I mean. How do we feel about young children, you know, reenacting a murder scene or something of, of that sort? The, the Bible talks about that warns against sexual immorality. How would we feel about children reenacting these kinds of things? Well, this as, is as, actually as what is actually happening. This is what's actually happening. Certainly on a lot of video games today, you can actually have, you know, it's very easy to murder uh, someone. And we sort of say, hey, well, this is just, uh, just practice. But, you know, I mean, today I'm just so conscious that we train pilots on a simulator because we know that it gives them their mental ability to be able to fly a plane without the cost uh, of actually uh, flying the, the the real plane. Uh, what are we actually training uh, young people for uh, when we uh, are pushing on them uh, either media um, media beliefs or the whole Halloween uh, genre uh, and everything that goes with it. Absolutely, you know, it's it's making people feel very desensitized to these yes. issues, and yeah. that is the and that is a huge issue. And really, we need to have uh, essentially, we need to recognize this. I mean, if we don't recognize that. The official religion of witchcraft says, hey, October 31, it's the best day. The, the leader of the Satanist church says, October 31, this is the day where Satan is, has hit the most power. I mean, if, if, if as Christians we can't see that, where we are, we are very, very deceived if we can't see that. Well, this you know, is where the Word of God, I think, actually comes in and is so important because I'm just so conscious that uh, today we're actually living in an era, uh, I'd call it an anti-biblical era, where uh, much of uh, Christianity is basically a social uh, organisation. Uh, it's actually only when you dig into the Word of God that you turn around and you say, hey, look, you know, there's more behind uh, some of these things than what are a lot lot of people do actually realize absolutely that is yeah and and i i I think there's some key texts that are very informative in romans chapter 12 uh, verse 2 it says do not be trans sorry do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god Mm. so we ask ourselves the question lord is it your will that I dress up as a as a ghoul, as a as a ghost, as a goblin. Is it your will that I, you know, 
partake in a in a practice that really has its roots in in paganism and in in in, in Satan worship, etc. That is celebrating the dark side. It is celebrating the dark side. Absolutely. Philippians 4.8 was a text we looked at yesterday and I think it's worth looking at again because I, I think this is the, this is the litmus test for the kinds of entertainment, the kinds of fun, the kinds of recreation that we ought to be involved in as Christians. Paul writes, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Mm. So that is the litmus test. You know, is it true? Is it noble? Is it just? Is it pure? Is it lovely? Mm. You know, that is what we should put our minds on because, Pastor Gary, what we focus on is what we become like. Ah, uh, that, and that to me is the key to so much that we're actually saying today. But look, Marty, let's come to some, uh, some music and, uh, let's, uh, really enjoy this, uh, this particular song. But look, afterwards, one of the things I'd just like to pick up with you is, you know, you're a father, you've got, uh, three, you know, young, young children, uh, yourself. I mean, why, I mean, how do you deal with these types of issues, you know, in your own family? I mean, to me, this is, I think, where the, uh, where the rubber really starts to hit the uh, hit the road. So I'll hit you with that one. But after we come back, yeah. let's uh, let's come to uh, Evie and Pelly Carlson. This is uh, Nehemiah's prayer. Uh, please, uh, please enjoy.
Pele Carlson and uh, the song was Nehemiah's Prayer. Um, love uh, that uh, that particular prayer. And of course, you can read it uh, in uh, your copy of the scriptures in the book of uh, Nehemiah. It actually comes straight from uh, the Word of God. Now, guys, we do have our giveaway this week uh, is one that I believe you'll really treasure. And of course, it's the Bible itself. Uh, so often we give away a book each week uh, that uh, that's more of a, a contemporary book. But this time, uh, we're so conscious that there are people who uh, maybe have, have lost their Bible, maybe they haven't read their Bible, maybe they don't have money for a Bible. Uh, this book is a hardcover book. It's simply the Bible. It's uh, cover to cover. It's the uh, Bible as you'd uh, normally uh, pick up in any Christian bookstore. Uh, this is the uh, N, um, the new King James Version gift Bible with Mark Finley helps. Now in the back uh, there are uh, about uh, 25 uh, studies uh, dealing with various biblical subjects and what Mark does is digs into those subjects and just presents to you what the Bible's sharing on uh, on each of these issues. You know, one of uh, today we're dealing with this issue of uh, super, the supernatural and certainly the uh, whole issue of Halloween. The supernatural is one of those uh, studies that uh, is certainly uh, dealt with in uh, in this particular. Uh, Bible. I'd encourage you uh, to please pick up uh, this uh, this book. Now, look, if you'd like uh, to uh, to grab uh, the uh, the, King, the new King James version uh, gift uh, Bible with the Mark Finley helps in the back, uh, you can do it by texting us at o four triple eight eight o eight eleven, and uh, that number again is o four triple eight. 80811 and we have had one or two people actually uh, put the wrong code in uh, the code is SA141 uh, if you've put the wrong code in and you haven't heard back from our uh, robot called Faithful then that's because you have put in a wrong code if you can just simply resubmit uh, with that uh, correct code then our robot will be able to pick up uh, what it is you're asking for because our robot is not a smart robot he's a Dumb one, and uh, if you don't give the right, uh, if you don't give the right information, well, you get back uh, nothing much at all. So it's SA one four one, just five digits in a in a row, and uh, that uh, that number uh, again is o four triple eight. 80811. Uh, I believe you'll greatly appreciate this, uh, this gift, uh, gift Bible. Uh, now folks, you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with, uh, Pastor Gary. And this week, uh, we're actually looking at the question, how compatible is Christianity with Halloween? Now, uh, Marty, I, I, before the break, I did actually bounce that, uh, that question off you. Uh, you're, uh, uh, you're a, a young father. You've got uh, three uh, young, uh, younger children. Uh, I mean, how do you deal with this entire issue uh, with uh, with your children? I mean, uh, I mean, there are many mums and dads out there who'll be saying, "Yeah, look, you know, I hear what you're saying, but you know, what do you, how do I actually deal with it?" Yeah, you know, and and parenting is is certainly not an easy task. It's it's very challenging, particularly if you want to raise children who are grounded in in the biblical faith in a world where the world's values are so different to that, and they're going you know to schools and their friends don't don't see the same kind of issues that they see. So it is a challenge, and. When we recognize that, that it is a challenge though, I think that that also helps us to, to, um, I guess, 
do what we can to give our kids the best possible start. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a few key texts that come to mind when I think about, you know, raising up kids to actually have a solid Christian faith. One of them is in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4. It says, And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. So the first thing is for children to know know what, what God requires training and admonition that that entails the idea of what does god require what does what are the standards of god's word you know so for our children we will tell them when they you know see different things they'll go to the shops they'll see the skeletons they'll see the ghosts we are we will be able that's an opportunity to explain to them that this this isn't this isn't something that's good this is something that is um it's evil and we say it in very very clear terms so that they you know that they know it exactly and um and we share with them when we say look as a as a christian family we don't do this kind of thing we say this isn't this isn't worshiping god mm-hmm. we want to follow jesus and you just make you know and so that kind of thing you know repeating the same mm-hmm. principles from the word of god often is a key now proverbs 22 verse 6 is also another verse it says train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it mm-hmm. now a lot of a lot of christians really struggle with this verse because it says when he is old he will not depart from it and they say i took my kids to church i took them to bible study i you know put them in a christian school etc we had family worships and yet they've gotten older and they've gone their own way. What this text is not saying is that if you train up your children in God's way, that they will automatically be Christians for the rest of their lives. There's always free will. Mm-hmm. But what this is saying is if you give children a taste for spiritual things, that taste will never leave them for the rest of their life. Even if they choose to walk away from a Christian faith, that memory of faith, that memory of what mum and dad taught me will remain with them for their entire lives. And at... Uh, and in many cases, young people who have potentially drifted far away from God, as they have gotten older, they have actually ended up coming back. And it's amazing how often that happens, particularly often when uh, you know a young person starts to have children of their own. They start to consider the ways that they were actually brought up, and all of a sudden there is a drift that takes place. You know, this this last weekend I had the privilege of uh, dedicating it's a biblical a biblical practice my own uh, grandson, and one of the the passages of scripture that I actually read uh, was one that's actually called the Shema. Mm. Now, of course, the Shema in the Old Testament it's probably the uh, it's the equivalent of the Lord's Prayer to the ancient Jewish nation. Now, uh, this, of course, is given by, by God through, through Moses. But this is what it says. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And, of course, this is exactly the passage that Christ quoted on, on one occasion. And these words which I command you today, the text goes on to say, shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way. Uh, when you sit down, when you rise up, you will bind them as a sign on your hand. Uh, they shall be as frontlets 
uh, between your eyes, you will write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Now, to me, this is, you shall teach these things to your children. You know, here God is expecting parents to actually teach children. Uh, do you know, uh, to me uh, today, the thing I'm just so conscious of is that uh, too often today, uh, we actually uh, expect our children to almost uh, pick up uh, bibli- a biblical understanding by osmosis, you know, by just hopefully hoping that yeah. they will assimilate something from what they see around them. They won't. This is the command to the ancient nation of Israel. And the significant thing, of course, about this is that uh, this was the first passage that uh, most uh, Jewish children often learnt. It was the thing which was read in morning and evening worships. It was the thing. This is the purpose of the ancient Israelite nation. It's Mm, called the Shema. mm, It's mm. key. Uh, And what does it centre on? It centres on the importance of parents teaching their children. Mm. It's a very powerful passage, and and it it gives the picture of doing everything that you can within your power to have a positive influence on your children. You know this idea of when you rise up, when you go to bed. You know, so there's morning in the morning. Begin the day in scripture. Begin mm. the day in prayer together. Yeah. Um. You know, and then throughout the day, when there's opportunities, talk about spiritual themes talk about what god says in his word and um use whatever in you know all the positive influences that you can you know we jesus says you're going to be in the world but not of the world we can't completely you know we can't wrap kids in cotton wool they are going to see and experience and things that are going to you know that that are going to challenge um their biblical worldview but if we give them as as much as a you know, as as a solid grounding as possible, mm. and it's never too young to begin. Yeah. Um, like even when children are in the womb, you know, you can yeah, as you're praying, as you're singing, you know, um, it's it's something that is just part of everyday life. Mm. And when it's part of everyday life, when things like Halloween come along. Kids are much more accepting and understanding of saying, ah, okay, yeah, this isn't a good thing. And I believe, Pastor Gary, I believe most kids intuitively are not actually drawn to these kinds of things because it makes them scared. They walk into the shops, they see these scary looking things they want to hide. It's only because they get desensitized that they actually think that these kinds of things are okay. Yeah. And I think we need to try and nurture that that sensitive conscience in children, and um, and really, you know, ab- at the end of the day, we're all going to get asked that question, Pastor Gary's parents, from you know, from God, you know, what did you do in order to raise your children in the right way? We and and certainly when it comes to that day. We need to be able to have a good answer to that question. This issue of desensitization, I believe, is absolutely key to this entire subject. And I really appreciate what you've actually shared today. Uh, guys, I'm conscious our time has, has come. But look, let me pray for you because I'm conscious that some of you may be struggling with this issue. Father in heaven, Lord, I want to come to you right now. Lord, thank you for being our God. Lord, thank you for being the all-powerful God. Thank you for giving us your word. Thank you for giving us direction. Lord, I pray that you would help us to know how we can touch our children so that they will understand the things which are occurring in our world. 
Uh, Lord, I, I pray that you might be particularly with every parent here today. We just pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Pastor Marty Thompson on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when I'll be chatting with Pastor David Butcher. We'll be responding to the question, the supernatural, is it real? Really look forward to being with you then. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God abundantly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. 